we're going. That's pretty neat. This is episode one of the Sleepless Podcast, where we mask our sad, depressing thoughts <laughs> with jokes and comedy and video games. Yup. Um, this is just going to be more of an introduction episode yeah. with the podcast. Um, and I don't know, just start off with introductions. I'll go first. I'm Gerald. I did everything. I did something. He typed I... in an email and he made me, which is amazing. I wrote our names. Yeah, you wrote our names and wrote them wrong. Hey, no. I didn't spell Williamson like ten times, even <laughs> though I was telling you how to spell it. It um, was like one time, thank you. I am a child of You're a, a child. Mental, <laughs> mentally ill father, and a lot of his mental illness got passed down to me genetically, and also I have grown up in religious past trauma with my childhood, and you know, we're just going to explain on that um, a bit later in different episodes. Seabass, yeah. you go ahead. Uh, my name's Seabass, and... <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna say. Just yeah. Any? Is there any like known mental illness within your family members? Not really. Um, childhood past trauma. Nope. I'm just an odd one out. Developed depression. Uh, I have that. I don't know. Talk about how it developed. Uh, when did it develop? When did you start? Definitely birth? seventh grade. Definitely seventh grade. Why do you think that? Because I had a math teacher that absolutely hated me. It was great. Well, I don't think hatred definitely defines depression. Well, it kind of sucks because, like, she made me... Uh, it sounds dumb, but she made me do, like, a bunch of extra stuff, and she, and she absolutely hated me, and I couldn't stand her, and she... And I, yeah, it started there. Interesting. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess they start mine. Well, plus losing all my friends at 8th grade. There we go. Was the main reason you lost them? Just uh, quick. They started treating me badly, so I just like, I I'm out, and then yeah. And I mean that's, that's definitely a common thing: getting treated like the odd one out, or getting treated like you're different somehow. You know. Yeah. So it's it's definitely um definitely sucks. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and. Um, just gonna talk about things, I guess. Yep. <laughs> now he's playing Spider Man while talking. Yep. Alright, so this is our first first go at a podcast. We've had the idea for a while. Um and we didn't want to be like most other people who talk about making a podcast and it just never happens. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, um, making anything media related and just never touching on the subject ever again. Yeah, um, kind of like how it was with uh, starting Twitch. Yeah, starting Twitch. We're going to stream. We're going to be streamers. <laughs> Stream Fortnite. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, that, that's that's kind of the common thing. Uh, I mean, a lot of people say stuff like that to, like, hype each other up or to feel good in the moment. Because, I mean, getting good ideas like that. Like, remember getting those ideas of, like, everybody, like, uh, Paul or people yeah. being like, yeah, we're gonna all get a house together, yeah, and we're all, yeah, we're all gonna share rent and we're gonna be like amazing and whatever. And it's like in the reality of it is, um, we we get girlfriends or at least 
Neapolitan. Yeah, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It's just it's also it's more of an idea to hype us up, make us feel good for the moment. You know, it's kind of like a drug, but with words. Yeah. You know, and dopamine then, rush. Yeah, get uh, get the hormone or not hormone, the hormone. The, um, the dopamine from that. Um. I mean, it makes it makes you feel good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, and then you kind of just grow up and grow out of that. Yeah. And you kind of just don't, don't really think about it anymore. You kind of think about getting a job and having to get a car. And oh, that, that one sucks. <laughs> it definitely does. And then going, you know, going to college or getting that pressure put on you. A lot of the times parents um, put a lot of college pressure on you and say, you know, you should go to college, you should go to college, and then... Other people are saying college is a big waste of money if you don't know what you're doing, and obviously yeah. that is. And I mean, even sometimes when you know what you're doing, you know, it's still a big waste of money. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to go to college, you really need to be aiming towards a career where you can pay back that student debt mm-hmm. and also live a good, healthy life with a good, healthy family or a good, healthy whatever you want. You know, you want to be a, uh, have a lot of cats, have a lot of dogs, just be a birdhouse, go for it. Yeah, I'm definitely skipping out on college. Might do trade school, but. Yeah, a lot of people did trade school. Sam actually dropped out when he went to trade school. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to finish high school. I'm definitely going to well, finish yeah. it. I mean, we got like three months left. Yeah, we're, yeah we, got, we don't have that much time left. Just, just finish out. Um, I'm going to stick with the job I have now. If I can pick it back up, it can be a lifelong career. Hopefully I can uh, just grind out, start grinding out classes for school so I can graduate with you rather than a year behind you because you skipped ahead mm, i didn't skip ahead i just sped through. well you sped through yeah um yeah and um i mean once we once we get a car it's gonna be a lot easier to do a lot of things that we want to do and um i mean a, a lot of things that people talk about or want to do and they're distractions like mm. that, that's what they are they're distractions from the real world they're yeah distractions from your emotions and you know as much like, as yeah like games like yeah games those are those are definitely distractions, you know, just be in the moment, be in the game, you know. Mm-hmm. You're now the character that's being played in the video game, you know, yeah. that's you. Right I get to now. be Spider-Man now, and I get yeah. to save the city. <laughs> Spider-Man, save the city. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, as much as I like to, you know, kind of diss on some distractions, um, a lot of the times you need distractions. Yeah. Just to let go of your brain for a bit and stop thinking so harshly or so you know yeah foamy fuzzy anything you really want to use to describe it mm-hmm. and then we'll probably also eventually have like paul and sam and these names that we're saying like on on as like guests yeah we can definitely have guests i mean probably like lenora too yeah i mean lenora could definitely if she wanted to, I'd, yeah, it'd be a completely satire show, though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if she'd be ever she'd be able to have a serious uh-uh. conversation to a mic and, you know. But I mean, I, I mean, we we wrote down comedy in this, and I mean, it, it definitely is. We're doing mm-hmm. uh, talking about mental health and masking it with comedy because sometimes you need to. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's how you live your lives. Like our our generation that was born, we are either born from millennials or we were born from. Um, the other generation. The <laughs> other generation. I, I don't Those other guys, from whatever the name is. Was like the most like, common one I can think of. Um, 
I mean, a lot of those people had to go through a lot of shit. Yeah. And it, it, it just, it, it passed down. And if it didn't pass down, it made living in our generation a lot more difficult. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this whole idea of college, parents push that on you when you're like 13 or 14. Even, mm-hmm. even like when you're 12 years old. When you're just like in like seventh grade. Yeah, when you're in seventh grade, they start talking about college and they like, you know, I mean, even schools ask you what you want to be when you want to grow up. And I know that's kind of like a test your imagination thing, but I mean, it's still, it puts a lot of pressure on you because nine times out of ten that thing you told yourself you wanted to be when you grow up when you were like at a young age it's just you're not gonna mm. be that and you're you're not gonna want to be that anymore because it's the most common thing like you know you want to be a police officer you want to be a firefighter and you're i mean sometimes it, that definitely happens yeah um, there, there's kids who go i want to be a police fighter or a police <laughs> policeman police fighter yeah uh, <laughs> speak about a week last year. <laughs> i want to be a policeman they, they do it. I mean, those people have a lot of, they have a very steadfast brain and they just stick to what they're doing. And I, I definitely have a, a big problem with it. I'm sure you do too. It's yeah. just sticking to one thing because you, you say something and you go, yeah, that will be amazing. That will be great. Mm-hmm. And then either your mind or an outsider, like an outside person will tell you that that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And you'll automatically start thinking it's not because you know, some people have, like, very strong conscience, you know, they, they can't change their mind, you know, mm-hmm. nobody else can change their mind, but, like, I've been growing up in this, I don't know, this, this time of not being able to be vulnerable, or having to always, you know, be paranoid. Yeah. Having to always, like, protect yourself from other people, um, you know, and having that instinct to just do that survival instinct, mm-hmm. I guess. It's just, it's it's really hard to not take whatever they say and put it into your head and have it circle around in there like a wonder yeah i feel like the the question what do you want to be when you grow up is like such a such a stupid thing to ask like kids because like kids minds are just like changing constantly mm-hmm. and then like yeah like you're saying there is the some kids that like stick to what they said but most kids just like change their mind every like 10 minutes and you're like ooh fruit snacks ooh, ooh a banana yeah I mean you know one second a kid's favorite color will be blue the next second it will be orange you know mm-hmm. like I swear favorite colors in my household just switch around <laughs> everywhere it's like one second my brother's favorite color will be red or something and then the next it'll be green yeah I mean and that's that's what they do they want something new you know to think about because their minds are always racing something to play with something to do I watch my brother of uh four or five i forget <laughs> sorry no offense ben um I, I watch him like turn on youtube and he can't stay on a video for more than three minutes hey. he'll watch a video and then he'll switch to a different one and then he'll switch to a different one it's because he just can't stay on the same thing for a long time yeah he's always have to have something new to think about something new to just stick in his brain you know mm. and and like another thing a, a lot of parents nowadays and yeah kids are good at learning second languages when they're young that's a common knowledge you yeah know, they're, they they, they t- intake it better but it, it's whether or not they want to intake it mm-hmm. there's a lot of kids who do not want to be sat down for a long period of time 
and taught all of these things that they need to learn. Yeah. You know, the best way to teach a kid a second language is to learn that language yourself and to just speak it normally around them and then they pick it up. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how you teach them. You don't, you don't sit them down like in a school or something. You don't, you don't teach them that until they get to an age of understanding or an age where they don't want to just play with toys Mm. 24-7 because that's what they want to do. They want colors. They want things that move, things that they can touch, things that they can feel. Fidget toys. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, fidget toys was, that was just with people that have that little kid ADHD. Yeah. No, and not, like, you're, you're a little kid and you have ADHD, but... You play with fidget toys? You're a little kid now. That's where it transfers from because most little kids, like, they're they're just like that all the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, sometimes people don't grow out of that. Yeah. I, I definitely have kind of not grown out of that. Yeah. Um, sometimes I can focus my mind on something else, but I mean, I also can think of two things at once, or not think of two things at once, but do things at once. Do multitask. Yeah, multitask. <laughs> I can multitask. And that's because of a very long line of ADHD. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Or, or, I don't know. It, it's just you need you need to teach kids a certain way. You need to, you know, you need to get them to want to learn something. Growing up in the private religious school that I got grown up for nine years, no, se- seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole time it was it was teaching about just religion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if if you're into a religion, good on you. You know, you've found some hope in your life. You've found something to live for. Mm-hmm. You know, something that you can be happy about and that you can follow. You know, you you got instructions from someone else because most of the time people want want to like have something written down that they can do. You know, yeah, something that like they a goal. Can, yeah, like a goal, but. It's most of the time not one that they've made themselves, mm. one that someone else has made, so that they can feel useful. They feel like they're doing something, you know. Yeah. A lot of the time, it's it's really difficult for people to come up with their own goals, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I've come up with my own goal, you know. Yeah. Special, but if someone's like, hey, I have this goal for you, and you're like, that's well, most of the time you're like, that's that's a good goal. I'm gonna try to do that for you. Yeah. You know, you're doing it for someone else, not just you. you mm-hmm. know? Um. And um. Anyway, um, growing up, just being taught religion ever since I was five, um, and it, it just, I don't know, it, it just stuck all of it into my brain at an age where I couldn't question it. Yeah. I mean, I, I was too young to know any better. Mm-hmm. I was um, shielded from the outside. We, they called it secular. That was the term for it. That's the term for outsider mm-hmm. of the religion. And the only real outside secular in like um, knowledge I had was from my father at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet again, I was I was at a really young age still, and I got told by my mom and my stepdad that my dad was crazy and that he didn't yeah. know what he was saying. So I just I kind of thought of him as a holdback, I guess, like a tether. Hmm. something that was you know that that was not aiming for me to be happy yeah um and i mean that, that's what i got taught I, w- I was young i i didn't i couldn't differentiate anything i'm supposed to be taught 
supposed mm-hmm. to be told what I'm supposed to do. You can't put a, a put a, like a a five year old kid in the middle of a forest and expect him to live. Yeah. Like, he, he needs to be told what to do. And I mean, even sometimes when you tell him what to do, they they still don't know what to do. Yeah. Because I mean, the, their brain is racing, you know. Um. And so I got taught that, and I grew up my whole life, almost my whole life. Um, until I got out of the school and I got into a public school mm. that my dad was not the dad to me. Yeah. He was more like someone I had to see. And By I, the way, that's very untrue. His dad is awesome. Yeah. My dad is very awesome and he is like the only reasonable one yeah. out of my family. Um, he's a very smart guy and I look up to him greatly. But I mean, I, I was still grown up to think, you know, um, you know, differently about him, and and I'm, I'm until I hit that age where I could start questioning things, because mm-hmm. like the, think on your own, yeah, like think on my own, like like be you know growing into an adult, because that's what a teenager is. It's the slow transition. Adolescence. To, yeah, adolescence. It's a, it's a slow transition to like being your own person, mm-hmm. you know, learning, because like that that's really the peak of when you start wanting to figure out who you are because mm-hmm. as a kid you're like i like toys i love my favorite color is blue or whatever yeah as a person you're like what are my favorite hobbies you know what are my favorite foods mm-hmm. you know it's just some things that you put on a tinder profile or something <laughs> <laughs> um and um i, I just i got grown up that way and everything in that school was completely whitewashed yeah all of the history was whitewashed i mean and, and that's the thing with most public schools too it's it's all whitewashed yeah it really is um well we won't touch on that <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um it was very religion washed i guess too there was a lot of christianity thrown into there i don't think i could read a sentence of any of our textbooks that didn't mention anything about the bible yeah you know and I mean, yeah, we, we learned how to do math and stuff. You can't really correlate the Bible with that. <laughs> and language, you can't really correlate the Bible with that either. You know, have you ever read the King James Version of the Bible? It's house thou shall. <laughs> it's not English. Yeah. <laughs> um, or it is. It's like um, an old... OG English. <laughs> OG English, yeah. Yeah, it's the poetic English. That's how you get girls. They <laughs> talk like thou shalt. Um, just look up verses in the Bible and preach it to a girl, and they'll be on their knees in no time. Um, uh, and, you know, I just, I am now stuck with, I'm, I'm a, uh, well, I'm, I'm not necessarily into that religion anymore because of how it was taught to me and because of how manipulated and brainwashed I was when I was a kid and when I was growing up in that school. So would you say that you're like an atheist now? I'm not an atheist. Um, I, I'm more of not saying my specific religion because we talk about comedy and mental health. Yeah. Uh, but, um, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just confused. Mm-hmm. That's really what I am. Um, I'm just confused, as confused as everybody else, really. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows what truly happened. Um, it's it's all faith. 
and I mean faith is good to have to a certain extent. Faith isn't so good to have when you're using it to judge others or to, you know, put a foot down on other people yeah. for just the way that they are. Try and, like, be bigger with it. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's a lot of the time what happened. I, I had to watch my mom and my stepdad talk about my dad, you know, talk about yeah. how since he wasn't, um, this, since he didn't believe what they believed, that he was just this horrible person, that he was going to hell and yeah. all that. And I mean... You don't tell a kid that, man. No. You don't. You especially don't, about their parent. Yeah, especially about their parent. You don't tell them that their parent is going to hell, especially if they know what hell is. Yeah. I got taught. I got taught what heaven and hell was when I was in kindergarten. You know, it's like, it's a touchy subject, man. And no matter what you believe, you just don't tell a kid that. Yeah. I mean, knowing from experience, that that shit fucked me up. Yeah. It really did. Like, I'd, I'd always get told to pray for my dad and all of this stuff, and I was afraid. Mm-hmm. I was so scared that my dad was going to die and go to hell. Yeah. Because, like, as much as I saw him as, like, this bad guy, I still had that connection with him, you know? Mm-hmm. I played games with him. You know, I, I still loved him, even if I thought he was a bad influence. I still loved him. Because that's how good of a person he was. Yeah. Even even through all of that bullshit that my stepdad and mom said, yeah, he, I still loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we played games together and all of that. And so I was so afraid of him going to hell. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just... And people talk about it. It's like, oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's... It's the truth, you know, or what you know, their faith. It's the truth, but sometimes the truth should only be found out and not told. Yeah, sometimes you know? the truth isn't what you need. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes the truth isn't what you need. You don't tell a seven-year-old or a five-year-old that their parent is going to hell. Yeah, you know that. That's just that's just scaring them into that, and that was that was my main childhood trauma mm-hmm. was that and um I, I love my dad but he also went through a very very hard time when he was a child and he had he has a lot of mental illnesses mm-hmm. and some of those were passed down to me yeah like my bipolar issue that i've recently discovered mm-hmm. and my random anxiety and stuff like that i mean everything based with the religion issue the my the trauma i have from that is the unableness to have an argument with someone or a debate with someone over religion or worldly topics Mm. um if you want to have a debate over a video game i will gladly debate (laughs) you over that you know um but like a debate over how the world was made or how the world appeared or how it was created however it came to be how Mm. old the world is how humans were created or humans became yeah i just i can't debate in any of those because i don't have my own beliefs Mm -hmm. my immediate defense plan is to speak about my stepdad and mom's beliefs and every time it always gets me in the rudder with people they always like i mean it's just they're shitty beliefs and i understand and I make it. I make it seem like I truly believe them, even though I'm just scared to be in the deba- in the debate. And I'm like making a defense defense mechanism. Yeah. I'm like, 
I sound like I believe it and I get called like an asshole and stuff like that. And it's not, it's not the person I'm talking to's fault because I can understand how they take it that way, but it still hurts. Yeah. You know, I'm still hurt by it. I still want to break down, you know, and and, and that's another thing. A lot of the time the stereotype for men is they can't cry. They have to be big and buff, but I cry all the time. Yeah. You didn't used to that. I, I didn't used to until someone in my life tomorrow yeah came in and made me feel comfortable and more vulnerable mm-hmm. and i just started letting it out you know and I, I mean even before that i cried every now and then not not as much as i do now but every now and then i cried um and in having someone to teach you to be that vulnerable with is good mm-hmm. you know i mean i've seen you cry a couple times too there's, yeah there's been moments where we have had some very deep conversations about current problems or issues our 1am walks walks, and now we're having you know 3am podcast yeah um i mean hey upgrades people right (laughs) (laughs) um but one thing though is like everybody at your at your old school most everyone's like messed up like i think the person that got out the best is probably paul yeah, most likely, and I mean, even Paul got out with a lot of issues. There's been multiple nights where I've sat with him and he has cried too. Mm-hmm. Um, before his girlfriend Mikkel, um came along, I mean, there there was so many times where he just got this random depression wave, mm-hmm. where he was just depressed for like a month or something. Yeah, and I mean, we'd stay up on like Discord and talk and play games, mm-hmm. and I mean, they made him feel better. And I mean, even recently. We got on games together, and he said that he's been feeling really shitty, and uh, he's glad that we got on games. I, I, I remember, like, I think it was the day after Cameron left, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Paul hopped in to, like, party with us, and he was, like, he was not doing well, and then we, ju- we were just, like, playing games with him, making jokes with him, and it just, like, made him feel better, so just, like, having that escape is something that's really good. I mean, exactly, and sometimes people need that, you know, those those friends that can you know, um, make jokes even when you're sad or, you know, have, have you get pulled into the comedy. Um, and, and I mean, there, there is some friends too that you just want to talk to a lot, but most of the time you just want friends to not really talk about the subject of matter and to just, you know, act like everything is fine. Yeah. And, you know, make you, make you feel like everything is okay. Yeah. Um, and I mean, gaming with your friends and talking over mic and doing dumb things <laughs> and video games that we never do in real life. I mean, it was just fun. And I remember there's um, one time we all hopped into Friday the 13th. Oh, God. It was me, you, um, Noah, and Paul. Mm-hmm. And we were all standing by the gate exit <laughs> and someone in the car came, like, crashing <laughs> and ran over Noah. <laughs> Noah like screamed really loud before he got hit, and then like me and Paul just started running, just like right as he got hit, Jason appeared. Uh-huh. It was great. I think I have that clip somewhere. I have that clip as well. I remember I showed that to Blake when mm-hmm. they were trying to get into it as well. Um. <laughs> Even before that, though, like there would be the times where like the four of us would hop in to die or. Friday, and then we'd see who like Jason coming up out of the water, and we'd all just start screaming, and those were like our best moments. Well, they, they are, you know, we're, we're very um, 
toxic over the mics. Yeah. <laughs> Man has given us too much power. <laughs> um, and I mean, those are good nights. Those are the nights that make you forget about anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the nights that make you go, this is what's happening right now. This is the moment. And it's the only thing that's happening in the whole world. You know, there's yeah. nothing outside of my room right now. It's just yeah, me the, and my friends on video games. And that's like the main reason I like staying up is because I can just get into a game and I can just be like, I'm on my own. Nothing else really matters at, the, at this very moment. Exactly. And I mean, when you can't, oh, when you can't sleep or you have, you know, insomnia and you're laying down in your bed, you're uncomfortable and it's pitch black in your room and your eyes are wide open. It makes you more vulnerable to think. And yeah. Just keep thinking and thinking and thinking. And I mean, most of the time it happens so much that we just don't want to sleep anymore. <laughs> and I mean, Hence the, the title of our podcast. Yeah, this podcast. Two, two insomnia riddled guys. Yep. Just talking about life. <laughs> Going down way too many rabbit holes. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's what podcasts are for, right? Yeah. Mainly touching on my past right now. Yeah. I'm sure eventually you can, on a different episode, you can touch down on yeah. of your progressional depression and how you're dealing with it now. Right now, I'm in the limelight. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. Yeah, let's keep talking about you then. Yeah, let's keep talking about me. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you, you just need those escapes. You need need those distractions um and sometimes distractions can help you progress towards a happier life and honestly at this point for a lot of us a happier life is i mean time will tell yeah (laughs) at this point um there's not a lot of good in the world right now no there really isn't our economy is probably going to collapse i mean the uh the average like lifetime for like uh, like a country is 150 years, and I'm pretty sure America is 146 years. <laughs> so who knows in four years? Everything's gonna go bad. We're gonna all have to move to Canada. we live our lives. You know, we have to go through what we go through. Um, yeah. There's no really changing that. You can go to as many counselors as you want, as many therapists as you want. But, I mean, some some counselors are completely convinced that they are going to cure you of your depression. Yeah. And, you know, but a lot of times that depression is just going to stick with you throughout your life. And yeah. you're going to have to go from trying to fix it to trying to suppress it. Yeah. And you'll just have like these moments in life where you'll just be like in a bad mood for like or depressed for like a month or two, and then you'll get out of it for like a few weeks, and then it'll just hit you again. And sometimes that's just like how it goes with it, and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. Yeah, um, I mean, just have to take it. <laughs> yeah, just have to deal with it as we do. we do we're still here right we're making a podcast yeah <laughs> making our first podcast having to figure out what to do mm-hmm. um, 
gonna like try to upload this and it's gonna be like oh your save file is corrupted and yeah we're gonna be like oh great we just had a really deep conversation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> gonna finish the recording and it just like doesn't save and deletes itself yeah i'm, I'm like looking at the timer and i'm like looking back and forth making sure it's yeah. still counting <laughs> I mean, that, that's another thing, too. A lot of things mess up in life, and, you know, uh, getting angry over it, getting sad over it, those are all human emotions, and you are completely allowed to feel those things. Yeah. Um, everybody tells you, oh, you know, you shouldn't be upset, or you shouldn't be sad, or you, you know, shouldn't be angry, but you have the right to have those feelings mm. as long as you're not taking them out on someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes, like, with your emotions, you'll just want to, like, uh, kind of just, like, turn into, like, a river and just kind of, like, if there's an obstacle, you kind of just, like, flow around it. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, sometimes you can, instead of just flowing around it, people just flow right through it. Mm. Or, you know, they they flow into it and keep the rubble and debris in the stream as they go along. You know, mm -hmm. they bottle up their emotions. I've had a big problem with that my whole life, um, being told that my feelings don't matter rapture's gonna happen mm -hmm. you know um, certain subjects like that i guess religious subjects um, um and if you believe that's gonna happen you you have something to look forward to you know you have something to look at you know good on you you are making something with your life and that's good you know um but as someone who doesn't believe in that uh, or he doesn't believe in it anymore getting told that when i was young and growing up scared me mm -hmm. honestly i got told that and i thought i was never going to get married i never thought i was ever gonna have a kid mm -hmm. you know how bad i want a kid i want a kid so bad mm -hmm. when i got told i was gonna, the rapture was gonna happen and like the, my, my parents or my stepdad and mom would always go like oh that, i think the rapture is gonna happen soon and stuff like that and it frightened me i was like I didn't want to go to heaven, believe it or not, you know, I didn't want to because I wanted to stay here and I wanted to live my life, you know, it's, you didn't want to face the unknown. exactly, it, it, it feels almost mean to put a kid into the world, have them grow up to an age where they start wanting worldly things like a wife mm -hmm. or a husband or anything that you want, mm -hmm. and then just pretty much killing them yeah i mean the rapture you pretty much die mm. that's what it is um except your body comes with you or something like that uh, i don't know what that is oh there, you don't know what the rapture is no it's is it like i'm assuming it's a it's it's a biblical prophecy yeah. in revelations which is the last book of the bible or revelation um and it talks about all of these prophetic things that are going to happen, like a temple being built in um, Israel that hasn't been built yet, um, and things like that. Um, and when all of those things happen, trumpets will blare in the sky, and all of those who have repented to Christ or turned over to him will be taken to heaven. And those who do not believe or have not turned will stay on earth and the earth will go through an apocalypse until it dies. Interesting. Like bad apocalypse, like 
zombies. No, biblically speaking, it makes you immortal and then puts in a flesh-eating bugs. So people will try jumping off buildings and killing themselves because the flesh-eating bugs hurt so bad, but they won't die. Oh, that's not a fun apocalypse. And after they do die, they will be cast into a river of fire for eternally. It's scary. It's scary yeah. stuff. I got told this when I was six yeah, or seven. Not, that's not good. I know. It's like, if you want to teach me those things, delve into them when I'm like at this age. Yeah. You know, when I can be like, that's terrifying, but cool. <laughs> not that's terrifying. I'm going to pee myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know. There, there's certain things you tell kids and certain things you don't just treat them like your kid. Uh, if you want them to be, re- if you want them to be religious, Sunday schools teach it in a very childish manner. I mean, Veggie Tales was banging when I was growing up. <laughs> um, there's a show called What's in the Bible with Buck Denver, and it was like a show with a bunch of puppets. That was banging too. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple people that remember that show. Um, it was a banging show. Um, it was on Christian Netflix, which was called Pure Flex. <laughs> um, I never really got, like, religion pushed on me. I was kind of just, like, like, my mom took us to church a lot, but, like, it never really got pushed on to me. Uh, is your mom religious? I don't know anymore. I think she is, because she, like, still goes to church occasionally, but... I don't know. And I mean, if she is, it's that's good. You know, I've I've met a lot of people who are turned to religious beliefs or Christian, and they're happy with their life. You know, but I mean, there's a lot of people that just don't do it in the right way. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't think that since they're of that belief of a religion that since they believe like whoever that they're going to whatever place and they'll be like safe so it turns them into like really dickish people mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 a very tricky thing to get right mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of people like my stepdad and mom who take the bible and they bend it to what they want to believe like you know the bible tells us to judge others or something like that and it's like i'm pretty sure he specifically says to love everyone just like he does and i mean hey jesus cool guy love that guy you know follow what he says he has some very good morales love people do those things you know but i mean he could have just been a guy yeah (laughs) um could have just been a good guy I mean, he was a good guy. Um, said a lot of a lot of good things. A lot of good things to follow your life by. But I mean, there's there's just always those parts of any religious books that get a bit picky and get a bit, you know, tricky to deal with. You know, tricky to understand. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be the the things with most religious books. I mean, just they're just absolutely riddled with just tricky questions or things that you just will never understand and as a kid i always ask those questions too i asked them i was like 
you know, who created God? I'd ask that one. And they would go, I don't know. You can ask God when you see him. That's what they would always say to me, a curious kid. That's like the equivalent of just saying, like, I don't know, uh, go ask your dad or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, what, what, what does the color blue smell like? You know, and they, you know <laughs> your basic kid question. I don't know, go ask your dad. And then they go ask him and they go, I don't know, ask your mom. And then you go back and forth until you're like, ooh, what's this? Mm-hmm. You go do something else. Um, except you don't even get the opportunity to ask it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not until you go to heaven or whatever. And the, like I said, this is no offense to Christians or to people with a religion. This is just talking about childhood trauma. Yeah. Talking about past trauma and things I had to deal with. And I mean, even even politics. I don't know how I, I got so like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this chance happened, but my mom and my stepdad have the direct polar opposite beliefs that my dad does. Like the direct opposite they don't agree on anything political hmm. yeah interesting vote for kanye <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh-huh. um hey that guy's going through a lot of shit right now <laughs> anyway um it's it, so i i also got grown up with skewed political beliefs and i i hit 15 or 14 i forgot which one and i learned how to think for myself and I just straight up said, you know what? I'm not going to vote. Yeah. And I mean, I support voting. Voting is definitely recommended by a lot of people in the U.S. You should vote. But growing up in a way that me and Seabass have, or growing up in this this kind of generation in this area where it's politics, 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 politics everywhere on YouTube, on media. Mm-hmm. And I mean teens our age are connected to the media like so much a lot of people lie about it but i mean i i I got rid of everything the only thing i have now is just like snapchat and that's only for our group chat yeah and i mean i i i can't admit that i'm on my phone i do have tiktok but i use (laughs) it for me yeah i'm i'm on my phone like eight hours of the day or more i'm on my phone like an hour or, or an hour and a half a day. How long are you on your PlayStation? Uh, longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm on electronics. Yeah. For pretty much all day. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have a very electronically connected world right now. Mm. Um, I mean, we grew up with like electronics. Like, the first phone was made in like I don't know, like like the first first like smartphone like this was made like. I'm going to look it up for you. The first smartphone made was in 1992. Yeah, so... Which wouldn't be available for purchase for two more years. So 1994. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they weren't available for use for two more years either because um, first people who were able to use them were military. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the same with... um, Microsoft, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure for like five years, there were just like this like really weird idea that like not a lot of people could get into. And so not a lot of people had them because one, they're expensive and two, people didn't really 
get that concept. Mm -hmm. And so it probably wasn't until about like the 2000s where they started to pick up and we're 2005. So like we just like we grew up with like technology evolving. Yeah, we, we were born into technology. I mean, and we we were in that generation where technology was new to even our parents, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and we were at such a young age when it was evolving that when we finally got to a good age where we could start using things on our own, mm -hmm. it was already evolved. Yeah. And we could, I mean, it's still evolving today, obviously. I mean, the metaverse is now a thing, which is bonkers to me, but yeah. and there's like metaverse girlfriends now, which is, <laughs> I mean, if you, I support anything, okay? If it's if it makes you happy, good on you. You're doing better than most. Um, but I mean, internet girlfriends. <laughs> um, and I mean, yeah, abs. it's it's definitely a, a very touchy. No, not touchy. Sorry, a very um. Yeah, a delicate, delicate thing to figure out. I mean, there's still people today that can't figure out their smartphone. I mean, a lot of the older generation who never had it when they were growing up, you know, the people that didn't have it when they were growing up are having troubles learning it now. And they are getting taught how to use it by people who grew up with it, us, yeah. by our generation. I mean, you go to in like an IT store, store that fixes computers and stuff. Most of the time, it is a young male. And like if all like dudes in the twenties and thirties, exactly. And if if it's a dude that's in his fifties or forties, he most likely went to college for it. You know, um, that's just like kind of common knowledge now. Just mm -hmm. like how to do that stuff. And yeah, I mean, even I had a teacher when I went to public school, um, and uh, he taught web designing, or and he was he was a pretty old guy. Uh, he was a really he was really nice when I had to get my brain surgery back in November, mm -hmm. um, not last November but the November before. It's been a year and a couple now. Mm -hmm. um, I was still in public school and I had to be out for about four or three weeks, mm -hmm. and I came back, and almost all of my teachers piled all this homework on me when I was already dealing with the stress of my brain, my brain surgery. You know. And I couldn't put too much tension on it, you know. So I, I couldn't carry a backpack around my school. Like, I, I had to figure out how to, like, carry all of my books that and make them not heavy. And I had to reduce the weight on myself. Because if you put too much tension on the muscles right here, your shoulder muscles, it pulls back on the back of your neck. And that's where I got my surgery. I, that's where I got my incision. And, I mean, too much tension on that and the stitches pop you know or not the stitches i guess but the scar will come undone you know it's not fully healed um and i and i guess it's not really the scar coming undone more of what they did inside the brain that would come undone because i mean they don't take the stitches out until the scar is fully healed but i mean it, it's still very like um sensitive Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a sensitive piece. And I mean, even now, it's a little bit more sensitive than the rest of my skin. Mm -hmm. um, and in his class, I just 
he was he was like, all right, do as much as you can, and I'll give you an A because you're an A plus student. You were doing really well with all of your other projects. Every one of them was an A plus, so I'll just give you an A plus. And I was like, amazing, great, <laughs> that's dope. But like my Spanish teacher, because I was learning Spanish at the time, and I was really getting it too. I was I was like, boom, 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 surgery. I come back. She's like, oh, welcome back. Here's three Spanish worksheets. You need to learn all the words. We're doing a a test on Friday that you're taking. Okay. It was Wednesday. Jesus. Yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I failed Spanish. And then after that semester, I said, fuck this. Mm. And I switched to bridge. Yeah. And I've been doing that for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's a lot better. <laughs> I'm, I can work from home and at my own pace and... I can call in and be like, hey, I can't do school today. And they'll be like, understandable, have a great day, bye. <laughs> Not really, they'll ask you why. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, sometimes people are given a really hard time for something that they didn't deserve. Yeah. You could uh, could delve into your uh, surgery to explain it. So whoever listens oh, to the last yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> um, my, I had a malformation called Chiari malformation. Um, we can't figure out if it was type 1 or type 2 because I'm very symptomatic. And sometimes people with type 1 go through, the life, go through their life without even noticing that they have it. And um, I had chronic migraines. Um, and they would they would debilitate me i mean, i'd i'd be on the ground some days i'd have a migraine so bad i'd have to just lay down on the ground um and finally we went in to get myself an mri which is a magnetic x-ray scan um that doesn't have any radiation it's a lot healthier of a way to x-ray um it doesn't get everything that an x-ray does because x-rays are mostly used for broken bones fractures mri they use magnets to discover anything unusual so like tumors yeah things like that um and i got one of those and we waited and they came back and they told us that i had a ramp on the back of my brain that was sticking out and it was trapping all of the spinal fluid that flows on your spine and causing a buildup that caused migraines. So I had to go in and do surgery on that where they basically took a bovine leather strap from a calf's heart, which is bovine, and they had to, because um, the leather on a calf's heart is really tough. Um, and they took it and they put it over it and it pushed, you guys, you can't, you guys can't see the motion I'm doing with my finger, but it basically went to a ramp and it kind of like pushed a little bit back. So it kind of turned into like a hook more than a ramp. Um, and it caused the spinal fluid to flow back down. I got another MRI, um, the next week to figure out if it was fixed and they mentioned that I have a inverted vertebrae as well. Uh, my second vertebrae is inverted. Um, and in order for them to fix that, they would have to do surgery and they'd have to go through my mouth and they'd have to cut open the back of my mouth. And 
this surgery does not have a high success rate. Um, you have to have a full team of surgeons to do it as well. Um, and that would mean I'd have to fly out to Seattle to get it. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have to get that. Um, and then the migraines came back. And the headaches are back. Um, they're not as bad as before, but they're still back. Um, and that surgery sounds so scary and so frightening and terrifying that I'm not going to get it. And I am going to just live my life out with these headaches. Um, they're not as bad as before. If they were as bad as before, I'd get the surgery. Um, they're only a bit irritating right now. So I, you know, I, I can deal with them. You know, um, some days it gets really bad and I can't deal with them. And those are just days that I just can call out of work. You know, I can just, you know, um, my work understands. I remember, uh, me and you were, me, you, and I think, oh no, it was just me and you. We were at Paul's house and, uh, I, uh. I didn't realize how bad your headaches were or migraines were at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like me and Paul were hanging out and then you laid down because you had like a really bad migraine. I'm like, okay, I want to mess with Gerald because I didn't really realize how bad it was. And so I took Paul's water bottle and I just dumped a bunch of water into my hand and I put like my fingers above his head and then I just started dripping water onto Gerald's head. And then like... (laughs) He woke up and got really pissed at me, and, and he just went back to bed for, like, the rest of the night. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. And then, then I got surgery, and he was like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah, no, that's, 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 um pretty much what my malformation is now I have to live my life not only with depression but with headaches more common than others um I pretty much have a a headache like three times every day or more depends um and also the incision on the back of my my head is so itchy that um when I lay down on a pillow or so sensitive that when I lay down on a pillow it's itchy makes me uncomfortable so I have to lay down on a blanket <laughs> um anyways yeah um well, that, that was that was this episode I guess that was um an introduction to me and Seabass and a, or to me to, you. to me we'll, we'll do an introduction to um we'll do an introduction to Seabass um the next episode just to get you guys warmed up to us before we continue yeah, be be extra stupid. Just go on about different topics and different things for uh, an hour each episode. We'll we'll try to aim for. Um, we'll try to hit that mark so you guys can have you know an hour to listen to nonsense and you can listen to our stupidness while you clean your house <laughs> or even while you you know go to sleep. I know, me and Sebastian have really relaxing voices. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, um, stay safe, um, know that you're not alone, you have people that are there for you, you have people you can reach out to, and I mean, even if you don't, um, 
there there's always something to live for. There's always something to look forward to. You have time. Um, don't waste it. Um, don't throw it away. Um, me and Seabass, we we love you. Yeah. Yeah. We we care about everyone that's listening to this. Um, it'd be especially rare considering it's our first one. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we're not heard of it all. We don't have any outspeak. I'm sure I'll like announce it. Yeah. Announce our podcast on different media sites and give a link. Um, share it in the one Discord I'm a part of. <laughs> I'll, I'll go on my Snapchat and I'll share it. And I'll go on to Instagram and share it too. Um, or we just, you know, talk about things. I mean, hey, be aware, you know, mental health awareness. People, people may look good on the outside, but on the inside, it doesn't look too great. I I go around. I'm smiling on the inside. Of the <laughs> right. Um. I mean, there's plenty. Been plenty of times where I walked around outside, um, with a smile on my face, and then went back home and sat on my bed and stared at the dark ceiling. Yeah. Um. Don't let yourself get into your head. Um. Everybody is unique. Everybody is special in their own way. Everybody's different, which is what makes us all unique and special. Everybody has their own differences. Um, They're different traits, you know, different personality. And, you know, make make good use of it. Um, Find people. Find people that love you for who you are. Find people that make you feel vulnerable Mm -hmm. and make you feel safe to discuss things and to cry if you have to. Um, Crying isn't a sin. It's not... If you cry, you're bad. Yeah, it's it's not societally frowned on anymore. Yeah, yeah this the stereotype is dead. You know, everybody's suffering in their own way. Yeah. Um, let it out. You know, just let it out. Let let your let your feelings come out. Um, either by yourself or with someone else, or with your dog, or a cat, or a bird, or any animal that you have, or that um, tiny rock that's hidden in the back of your drawer. Or yeah, or that, you know, that tiny rock that's hidden in the back of your drawer. Um, his name is, um... Alfredo. Alfredo. <laughs> his name is Alfredo. <laughs> and, um, he's a really good listener. Um, I just gotta, you know, take, you know, find, find some filler words to say for these, like, last minute and 30 seconds. Um, we could cut it short. Yeah, I guess we could. Um, well, uh, thank you for tuning in if you are. Um, like I said, stay safe. Um, rethink um, any bad thoughts that you have. Think outside of your comfort zone. Um, think about yourself in a third-person view. And um, love yourself. All right. Bye, guys. Goodbye. <laughs>